Freedom of thought under threat. The dangers of binary thinking. Somewhat ironically, both the political left and the political right are fighting the same enemy, authoritarianism. The right is fighting against cancel culture and communism. Good, as we've seen recently in Hong Kong, the restriction of freedom of speech is the go-to move of authoritarian governments that refer to themselves as communist. Democracy cannot be sustained in such an environment. The left is fighting the rise of nationalism and fake news. Rightly so, if the only truth is what the dear leader says is true, then suddenly anyone who dares to point out dangerous lies is committing a crime against the state. Democracy cannot tolerate this situation either. Whether you are politically left or right-leaning, it's important to remember both communism and fascism ultimately aim to replace democracy with a leadership structure in which individual freedoms are surrendered and authority flows downward from a supreme national leader. Use any dictator from any era as an example, either from the left or the right, anytime society allows limiting freedom of thought by the muzzling of the press, or the silencing of thought leaders with the threat of prison or worse, or take direct control of the judiciary, authoritarianism can rise. Question, if both the left and the right are actually fighting authoritarianism and protecting freedom, why are we so politically divided? Binary thinking. According to Daniel Priestley, our brains crave simplicity. We tend to desire a world that unfolds neatly in a straight line. Binary thinking feels safe. It creates a world where things are black or white. They are happening or not happening. Something is good or it's bad. A person performs well or isn't performing. A deal is in writing or it's not a deal. Daniel Priestley The obvious problem with binary thinking is the world is complex and things are rarely black or white, right or wrong. The world is filled with decisions requiring nuanced answers. Most answers to complex problems in real life are actually shades of gray. This is what makes binary thinking so dangerous when used as a political weapon. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. George W. Bush Unfortunately, we all know how this binary ultimatum turned out, no WMDs, completely made up lie, no Osama bin Laden, until many, many, years later, and never-ending wars in the Middle East, costing the lives of far too many people who had nothing to do with 9-11. Lessons from Zen Buddhism One of the core tenets of Zen Buddhism is to avoid binary thinking because it is the enemy of free thought. Zen Buddhists practicing throughout China from the 9th to 13th century would study riddles called koans. Koans were specifically designed to help Zen practitioners think about situations more deeply in an attempt to help them grow out of the habit of binary thinking. The idea was meditation and careful consideration of a problem could equip people with the freedom of thought to better cope with the ambiguity we face in everyday situations, by letting go of the search for one true answer. In Putin Lee's TED Talk on the subject, Lee recounts one of the koans. Two monks are traveling down a muddy road when they come across a beautiful young woman, struggling to find a way to cross the muddy road without getting her beautiful dress dirty. One of the monks offers to help the young woman across the road by allowing her to climb onto his back. This is a big no-no in many Buddhist cultures. Even today in Thailand, for example, it is forbidden for a monk to even touch a woman, much less let her climb onto his back. The monk crosses the muddy road and lowers the young woman back onto the ground and the two monks carry on with their trip. After walking for some time, the second monk cannot hold back his question any longer and demands to know why the first monk broke tradition by allowing a woman to touch him. The first monk responds. I left the traveler there. Are you still carrying her? According to Lee, 
This koan examines the gray area between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. If the woman in this story were drowning in a river, everyone would agree refusing to save the drowning woman in order to avoid breaking a Buddhist law would be insane, even criminal. However, the more ambiguous telling of the story leaves us with the freedom to explore more difficult-to-answer questions. Shouldn't a good person be helpful to someone in need? Is following a rule more important than charity and kindness? Isn't the second monk in some way also breaking Buddhist law by obsessing over the woman, even though she's no longer present? Binary thinking today. Too many complex societal issues today have been reduced to a ridiculously simple, politically binary choice. The phrase defund the police is seen as unpatriotic and dangerous by many, when in fact the phrase was originally coined to bring attention to the idea of power harassment and the need for police reform. In any truly free society, it seems rather obvious policing strategies and policies should be scrutinized, regularly reviewed, and improved wherever and whenever possible, as long as police officers themselves aren't unfairly demonized. Many people believe vaccines and masks aren't necessary and are simply an infringement on individual freedom. To some degree, this statement is true when viewed from the perspective of the individual. However, by now everyone clearly knows masks help stop the spread of disease. Would you prefer your surgeon not to wear a mask the next time you go for surgery to guarantee your surgeon's freedoms aren't being restricted? When viewed from the perspective of what is best for society or our community, our immediate family, or even a fellow human being, how can we justify not wearing a mask if we risk making someone gravely ill or even killing them? Now that we know 99% of deaths are among the unvaccinated, refusing to take a vaccine that clearly protects individuals from serious illness seems like biting off your nose to spite your face. Yet, I still hear people argue against taking a vaccination even though vaccination is clearly less risky than remaining unvaccinated. What keeps us stuck in binary thinking? Cognitive dissonance is the perception of contradictory information. Coping with the nuances of contradictory ideas or experiences is mentally stressful. It requires energy and effort to sit with those seemingly opposite things that all seem true. In his book, A Theory of Cognitive Dissonance, 1957, Leon Festinger argued that some people would inevitably resolve the dissonance by blindly believing whatever they wanted to believe. Wikipedia. I think there are at least two issues keeping us habitually trapped in binary thinking. As mentioned above, not thinking through the issue carefully but instead declaring oneself as for or against an issue is so much more convenient. It requires so much less mental effort and it feels safe. This kind of binary thinking is less dangerous, it can be overcome with enough empathy, patience, and consistently applied logic. Fear of judgment from one's own tribe. This kind of binary thinking can be considerably more dangerous because for many people, virtually no amount of logic, patience, or empathy will sway their opinion if they reasonably fear severe judgment, or punishment, or ostracization from their own tribe for thinking or saying the wrong thing. How freedom dies. Falling into the trap of accepting binary thinking might at first seem like the easy way out. It is easier, but it's a slippery slope. Binary thinking throws away our freedom to choose. Rather than taking the time and the effort to make our own rational decision after careful consideration, relying on binary thinking creates the opening for others to impose their own biased agendas on us. Authoritarianism doesn't happen overnight. It creeps slowly into the mainstream. Authoritarianism initially disguises itself as a common man offering a helping hand to the suffering and the downtrodden. However, once voted into power, 
authoritarian-ish leaders look for someone to blame rather than doing the hard work of finding reasonable solutions to complex societal problems. Slowly over time, authoritarianism makes its supporters numb to the punishment it inflicts on its enemies. Slowly over time, authoritarianism makes its corruption and crimes against its own people seem trivial, normal, even necessary for the good of the majority. Eventually, everyone who isn't a Kool-Aid drinking, card-carrying party member, propaganda-loving lunatic, becomes just another enemy needing to be ostracized, ridiculed, and ultimately silenced. North Korean communism as we know it today, didn't start overnight. Even today, North Korea ironically calls itself the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, DPRK, World War II fascism didn't rise to political power overnight either. Hitler joined the German Workers' Party in 1919 but wasn't appointed Chancellor of Germany until 1933. Whether you're left-leaning or right-leaning, I'm positive you love freedom and you love democracy. Even those on the extreme political left or the extreme political right would never willingly agree to live under the boot of an authoritarian government where no freedom can be taken for granted. Where even the very most loyal to the regime can suddenly find themselves cast out and labeled, enemy, for even the smallest infraction. Freedom of thought, a free judiciary, and a free press are all clearly required to keep authoritarianism in check, political leaders accountable, and regular citizens safe from unfair persecution, or worse. I'm going to try to do a better job remembering that the next time I instinctually react to a political opponent in a blindly, binary way. I hope you'll join me in that effort.